0: Good morning, Impact City Church. Good morning, we're so glad that you're here and we're excited that you made time to worship with us today. I'm gonna to invite you to take your seats for just a few moments. As we dive into the word, we're excited to continue our series. Thank you, worship team. We're excited that you made time to worship with us today. Everything is in the YouVersion app and if you don't have that, Proverbs chapter 18, verse 21 And we're going to look at that one particular verse out of the New King James Version. This this morning we're going to be talking about uh, the power of words. The power of words. It says death and life are in the power of the tongue. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Amen. The words that we speak, the words that we speak we can use as a spiritual gauge to be able to find out where we are in our spirit, to be able to differentiate and to be able to understand where we are as a person. They show how much of our soul we have surrendered to God. They show how much of our lives we have been able to surrender to God because we serve a God who can work through anything, but yet sometimes we get so frustrated with just the smallest things. We serve a God who can move mountains, but yet we let a tiny, tiny anthill get in our way and discourage us. If we have allowed our minds truly to be renewed by God and to be renewed by his word, our conversation can't help but overflow and can't help but be a part of what we have learned and what we have let enter into our hearts and into our minds and into our spirits. But if on the other hand, we are hesitant to release some old habits and to release some old beliefs, our words will soon enough, will soon betray us. And they, what, what really happens is they reveal our true spiritual condition. If our souls are not in submission to God and we haven't surrendered everything to him, our tongues will be the first to let us know. Amen. Our tongues will be the first to let us know. Jesus said this, how could evil men like you speak what is good and what is right? For whatever is in your heart determines what you say. Jesus tells us that a life consumed with the cares and the treasures of this world will lead us to fruitless talk that will soon enough bring judgment. But a life that is surrendered to God and filled with the Holy Spirit will produce speech, will produce speak uh, words that are full of grace, that are full of mercy, that are full of love, and that are full of power. This is what the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 11 verse three, by faith we understand that the entire universe was formed at God's command that what we now see did not come from anything that can be seen from what we now see Did not come from anything that can be seen. This this is an incredible scripture that reminds me that that God can take nothing and make something out of it. This is a a great reminder to me that that even though your situation may seem like it's failing, it may seem like it's nothing, it may seem like all has just, it it is a scarce situation. God can take that situation and and turn it around. And God can do something with his word is that powerful that he can speak into dead situations situations in your life and in my life, and they can be revived by the power of God. With words, God spoke the universe into existence. With the words of his mouth, he spoke the universe into being. With words, he communicates to us. He communicates to you and I that through the Bible, with its thousands of words, he reveals himself to us. John 1 :1 says that Jesus is actually the living, breathing word of God. In the beginning was the word, and the word was was with God and and the word was God. And then verse 14 says, and that word was made flesh and he dwelt among us and we beheld his glory, glory as, as of the only begotten son, full of grace and truth. Words and language were his idea and his words are literally life to us. His words are literally life to us because God created man in his image. Our words also have power. Our words also have power. Since Jesus is our example in everything that we do, and we are to follow in his steps, let's look at a few verses that the Bible shows us that demonstrate the power of his words. And he intended us, he created us in his image to be able to use words to be able to speak life. In the following verses, let's look at what happened when Jesus spoke in Matthew 8, 26. Jesus responded, he said, why are you afraid? You have so little faith. Then he got up, he rebuked the winds, and he rebuked the waves, and suddenly there was a great calm. In Matthew chapter 8 and verse 32, he says, all right, go. Jesus commanded them, so the demons came out of the men that it was possessing. In John chapter 11, when he said these things, he cried out with a loud voice, Lazarus, come out, and the man who had died came out of the grave. As you can see in these verses, the spoken word of God can bring healing, it can bring deliverance, and it can bring life. It can bring healing, it can bring peace, it can bring deliverance, and it can bring life. Whatever your situation is this morning, there is a word that comes from heaven that can find you, whether you need life, whether you need peace, whether you need deliverance, whether you need salvation. Or whether you need healing, there is a word for you, whether you are struggling internally, whether you are struggling externally, whether you're struggling with your marriage, whether you're struggling with a child that seems to be rebelling, whatever your situation is, there is a word that comes from God that can change the situation that you are facing today. Amen. Isaiah chapter 14 let us know this, speaking on the powers of, of words, it recounts the fall of Satan. In verses 12 and 14 of Isaiah 14, it says, how are you fallen from heaven? O, oh, shining star, the sun of the morning, you have been thrown down to earth. You have been destroyed through the nations of the world. For you said to yourself, listen to what Satan said to himself. He said to himself, I will ascend to heaven and I will set my throne above God's stars and I will preside on the mountain of the gods far away in the north. I will climb to the highest heavens and be like the most high. Through the power of Satan's spoken words of rebellion, the kingdom of darkness had his initiation it was established through those words he actually spoke the first words of rebellion in his heart Satan and his demons continue on this day to speak words of rebellion to our minds and to our hearts and to our spirits and if we aren't enlightened with this truth we will be advocates to those that are hurting and if we don't uh, if we don't understand this truth we will be advocates to to those that find themselves in different situations that that are difficult and that are troubling. Every time we open our mouths to talk, we either advance the kingdom of life or we advance the kingdom of death. What are we advancing this morning? Every time you open your mouth, every time I open my mouth, we either advance the kingdom of life or the kingdom of death, knowing that we would need help in order to represent him here on earth, Jesus, to the world. God set us up for success. He set us up for success. How? By sending his Holy Spirit. Jesus told his disciples before he ascended up into the heavens, he said, it it is for your benefit that I go, because if I go, I will send the comforter and he will be. With you, it will be to your advantage. Though Jesus was fully God here on earth, He was also fully human. And what, what what this is important for for us to understand is that He could only be in one place in the world at at the time that He was here in His earthly ministry when He walked around in a human body. But He said, "If I go and I send my Spirit, the, I will be represented countless times. We can be filled with His Spirit and have Him as our personal God." and have him as our personal direction through life, no matter where we are on this earth. Jesus said this in John 16:13. but when he, the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you in all truth. He will guide you in all truth for he will not speak on his own initiative. No, but whatever he hears, he will speak and he will disclose to you what is to come. In other words, what does this mean to you and I? Through the Holy Spirit, God will disclose to us the guidance that we need for this day. What is to come? What, where do I need to do? Where do I need to go? What do I need to do? The guidance that we need, including what to say. Including what to say. In the Garden of Eden, Satan spoke to Eve to entice her and to get her attention. It was words. Eve didn't know it. But when she and Adam had a conversation about Satan's idea, she advanced the kingdom of death for all humanity. She had no idea, but through a conversation and through confessing of these words, she advanced the kingdom of the enemy through her words. God said, because you have listened to the voice of your wife and have eaten from the tree, which I have commanded you saying you shall not eat from it cursed is the ground because of you toil You will eat of it all the days of your life satan didn't bring death to eve By biting her and by injecting some venomous poison in her He didn't wrap himself around her and squeeze the life out of her. He spoke words and there were words that she let, she believed, and she acted upon. The words that were spoken to Eve was what did it. What words are we allowing to be spoken into our lives? And on the, con- and on, on the same note, what words are we speaking into others' lives? What words are we speaking? The enemy talked Eve to death. He talked her to death. She then proceeded to talk Adam to death by discussing the evil idea. And that's the importance of our words. And that's where I'm going this morning. Controlling what we say requires us to tame the part of ourselves that contains the power of life and death and that is our tongues. James 3.2 says, says this, We all make many mistakes. You're not in it alone. Every single one of us make mistakes. For if we could control our tongues, we would be perfect and could also control ourselves in every other way. Some of us, for us, our greatest hurts and our heartaches come from people who have said stuff to us. Conversely, some of our greatest memories that, you could, that replay in your mind can center on the positive things that have been spoken to your life in like manner. People, when people say phrases like, I love you, I believe in you, I know you can do it. It just changes something inside of us. These are powerful words to hear, but for some of us in this place, they are hard to say to even those that we love because the truth is that that hasn't always been our narrative. That hasn't always been our story. Our words can either tear someone down or our words can either build someone up. Think of all the conversations that you have on any given day, Are the words that come out of your mouth, reflective of what you say and what you believe in your heart. Are the words that you are speaking, are the words that we are speaking, are they reflective of what is inside of us? As Christians, our words and our actions should reflect our love for God. As Christians, we should. Our words and actions should reflect our love for God. And if they don't, it's important to look inside. It's important to look inward and see where our hearts and our words are not matching up. They're somewhere on a different level and they're not matching up. Where where is the disconnect? Your attitude and actions reflect something different, you may fall into a category of the deceived. If your words and your actions don't match what is inside your heart and what you believe, you may fall into the category of the deceived. James 3.2 says that we can control ourselves in every way if we can control our tongues. It all starts there. It starts there. Read this. So let's look at what the, the, these effects have on our lives. Words of death that have been spoken. Maybe I hate you. I wish you had never been born. You're ugly. You'll never amount to anything. You're stupid. You're selfish. You shouldn't even try. You're a failure. I never want to see you again. I want a divorce. You were a mistake. But there are words that cancel those out. Like I love you. You're such a blessing. You look great. I see potential in you. You're smart. You're so thoughtful. I forgive you. You can do it. You did your best. I believe in you. I'm committed to you. Life is better because of you. Can you see what the same words that, that can be spoken, how they can build up or they can bring down? I don't know about you, but I make an active choice today and, to move, and moving forward that my words need to be reflected reflective of the God that I serve. My words need to be reflective of what is in His Word. It doesn't matter what words have torn you down. There is a word that is greater, and it is the incorruptible, unfallible word of God that can change you and that can build you up and that can find you where you're at. And though you've been hurt, there is a word that can heal. And though you've been deceived, there is a word that can make everything right. And though you have been beaten, there is a word that can restore and make good everything that has come against you. The book of James goes on to talk about the power of the tongue. Our spoken words in chapter 3 James tells us that the tongue can defile the whole body. It's incredible to know that this one piece of our entire body can defile every single bit of us. And he uses three vivid images to be able to emphasize and to drive home this point. When we look at the book of James chapter 3, he compares it to a bit. The tongue is petite. It weighs only about that's right. You guessed it, two ounces. But it is powerful, like the small piece of metal that is used to steer horses. The tongue can control the direction of our lives. The tongue can control. Have you ever met someone that says I, that, that just speaks words that are negative to themselves, and soon enough, those words come to pass? But I know some people that, that have said, if I can only touch the hem of his garment, I will be made whole. I, I do know of some people that say I can do all things through Christ which strengthen me I know I can shape and I can frame my life with my words it is a bit but it is so powerful a rooter then he uses a rooter all those ships are typically large and driven by strong winds they are steered by this very small blade that is called a rooter too often we focus on the big things Ain't that right? Too often we focus on the big things and forget that this one little issue of the tongue can be what is steering our ship. And that it could determine the direction of our lives. The tongue can control us or we can use it to control our destiny. I will be better. I won't always be this way. I'm down and out right now, but just keep watching. I will get back up again. The righteous falls seven times, but seven times he gets back up again. I was young and now I'm old, and I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor his descendants beg for bread. Because even though he falls, he shall not be utterly cast down, because the Lord shall hold him up. That those are words that you and I need to speak, teacher. To don't don't judge me because you, you walked into the story, you walked into the movie at this one particular point when when I was down and out. Just keep on watching and, and know that the God that I serve, He is able. He is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us. There is, and the third thing is a spark. A spark, though it's caused by a quick strike, maybe of a match, we know that a spark can set off an uncontrollable wildfire. In the same way we might be examining, it's just something small that I said. It's just something small. Some of the most hurtful things that we have said or that have been said to us have been sharp one-liners. Sharp one-liners or even one word. These abrupt and these rude statements that have been spoken to us or that we have spoken to others. They can be quickly forgotten by the people that say them, but the impact that stays with the person that is on the receiving end, it could be 30 plus years and you still remember what was spoken. It impacts us, it changes the way we look at things and it stays with the person who receives them. We know that thousands of acres of forests can be wiped away with something that started with a little spark. That much damage that results in a significant and substantial amount of dollars that need, of money that need to be uh, poured in to, rep- to re- repair that, can be started with just a spark. Have there been forest fires in your life on the inside? Or have you caused forest fires in someone else? The tongue can cause destruction that is beyond belief. And while at times words can seem petty and seemingly insignificant, the truth is that the words that are spoken can be poisonous. Careless words, can often cause great harm. Thoughtless words can have a lasting effect that can change the course of a person's life. And cause widespread destruction. James 3 9 through 12 says, Sometimes it praises our Lord and Father, and sometimes it curses those who have been made in the image of God. And so blessing and cursing come pouring out of the same mouth. Surely, my brothers and sisters, this is not right. Does a spring of water bubble out with both fresh water? And with bitter water, does a fig tree produce olives or a grapevine uh, or produce figs? No, you can't draw fresh water from a salty spring. You can't draw fresh water from a salty spring. So how do we tame this small piece of our body that weighs two ounces? How do we tame it? We need God's help to change the way that we speak but know this today that it doesn't matter how you've spoken change is possible Change is possible because we were made in God's image. We were designed and we were created and we were meant to speak li- words of life that build up, that bring healing, that bring encouragement. Let's take a look at the few principles that will help us, that, that, that will help us use our words to advance the kingdom of life. The first thing is guard your heart. Guard your heart. Jesus says in Matthew 12, 34, whatever is in your heart determines what you say. The words of our mouth reflect our inner condition. If we desire to control our tongue, we need to control the junk that bombards our ears and that saturates our souls. Remember a good person produces good things from the treasury of a good heart and an evil person produces evil things from the treasury of an evil heart. Some of us grew up in homes, some of us grew up in an environment where everyone was critical, where we heard belittling remarks time after time and they were part of our daily routine where yelling was just the norm in the house and it was the main form of communication. You have one volume and it's loud. If you were raised in that kind of environment you may have already made a decision to stop and to do things differently but maybe you still experience great discouragement after you lash out at someone wishing that you had never acted that way but maybe. maybe. Maybe, maybe because you saw those verbal attacks modeled when you were when you were young, when you were just a child, you modeled that same behavior now as an adult, or you have modeled it. That is a vicious cycle that may lead to something that we know as and something that is called as generational sin that is referenced in Exodus chapter twenty. Generational sin is passed down from person to person in a family until it is recognized and until it is broken. The good news is today, regardless of where you are in life, you are alive, you are breathing, you can recognize it today and you can break it today. One of the ways to break the cycle is to put a filter on our minds and to protect ourselves from the venomous effects of careless and evil speech. Number two, gauge your tongue. A gauge is a tool that is used to measure It's used to to determine the maximum amount of something. If we had a gauge on our tongues, we would know when to stop speaking. Have you ever been in a situation like that? Don't raise your hand where you're just like, I just need to stop right now. I've already done enough damage. It's gonna be a long ride home. Colossians 3.8 says this, but now, you must also rid yourselves of all such things as these. Anger. Because the truth is that what we've been talking in this series, if there is still anger in our hearts, it bubbles out. And it becomes part of what we say. You must rid yourselves of these things. Anger, rage, malice, slander, and filthy language from your lips. We must decide that we aren't going to say the things that we used to say. You can still say I'm sorry right now. And you can change the course, the direction of your family, of your life, of what you, of, the, of the fruit that you are reaping. Right now you can change it. The third thing, garnish your speech. You know when you garnish a dish and you put something on there that's just for aesthetics. It's just to make it look better. But what, what does that mean? you can kill with kindness. It doesn't mean that you, you let people run over you. It doesn't mean that you let people have their way. It just means that when you call them in and instead of saying, you're fired, you can say, I'm sorry, we're gonna have to head in a different direction. You, it's the same message, but it's presented in two different ways. What would it be like if before we decided to say, I'm really upset at you if if I changed the way I frame my words and still communicate what you're feeling, but do it in a loving way. At times we need to say things that are difficult or may appear negative to people, but even so we can speak in a way that bless and we can speak in a way that encourage the person instead of bring them down. Even bad news can be delivered in a life-giving way. Discipline can be given in a way that truly benefits the one being corrected. And sometimes, as I mentioned, the best thing is to say nothing of, at all. Je- there was plenty of times where Jesus had to hold his tongue. Even when he endured absolute brutality, there was times where he just didn't say anything. The Proverbs are full of teaching regarding how we should use our tongues. Proverbs 4.24 says, keep your mouth free of perversity. Keep corrupt talk from your lips. Proverbs 15.1, a gentle answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. Proverbs 16.13, kings take pleasure in honest lips. They value the one who speaks what is right. Proverbs 16.28, a perverse person stirs up conflict and gossip separates close friends. So how do we break this curse? I'm drawing to a close. How do we break this curse? Sometimes entire families are characterized by words. Sometimes entire, they're just a bunch of losers. They never amount to anything. You've heard it, they've always been that way. They even say her grandmother had a bad temper. Sin can be passed down from generation to generation and so can the consequences. But if your family has a generational sin or a generational curse that is over it in any form, the good news is that you today can be freed from it. You can be the first generation to walk in freedom. Did you hear me? You can be the first generation to walk in freedom. It doesn't matter what great-grandma did, what great-grandpa did. It doesn't matter what grandpa did or grandma did or mom and dad. You can be the first generation to walk in freedom and begin a flow of God's loving kindness and blessing to thousands of generations that will come after you. Ask God to shine his light on the words that we speak and on the words that are being spoken to us. And that is how, my friend, we obtain the voice of victory. If you have ever been on the receiving end of destructive words, there is good news. You can truly be healed and you can be set free from those words no matter how penetrating they were. As I mentioned, there is a word that is greater than any word that has been spoken to you and it is the word of God. And the Bible tells us that it brings healing. It brings healing below so let's look at a few steps to be set free, and we'll get out of here. From these harmful words that have been spoken to you, because you're saying here today, how do, I, how do I move past what has been spoken to me? How do I move past? Number one, confess. Healing starts with admitting we were wrong. We must first acknowledge that we have believed something that is not true and have agreed with the lies of the enemy. Have you agreed with lies that have been spoken over your life? The Bible says this in 1 John 1 and 9 that if we confess our sins that he is faithful and he is just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. So if you have spoken words, you can repent today and you can find forgiveness in Jesus. The second thing is to to push that envelope further is to repent. It means to change the direction that when we repent, we choose to turn around and go in the opposite way. Stop your agreement with the enemy. Stop your agreement with the enemy in its tracks and set your mind on a new course of thinking. If anyone has hurt you by reinforcing these lies in your life, forgive them as we talked about last week. Release them to God. The Bible says in Acts 3.19, repent then and turn to God so that your sins may be wiped out. I don't know about you, but I need my sins to be wiped out. The times of refreshing may come from the Lord. Some of us today have some away, have a sin in our lives that we just need to let go of and you are waiting for that time of refreshing, you need to you need to repent and turn to God. It is important to note that if we can confess our sins and if we reject the enemy's lies, we must realign ourselves with God's truth. What does God say? We become armed and we become confident in his word and then we can take the authority that he designed for us to have over the enemy and to remove the effects of the lie that have been in our life for some time the third thing is you got to cast off you gotta cast off you gotta cast off we must refuse to allow the enemy to continue to use destructive words to use destructive events against us that one issue that one incident in my life does not define me that one incident in your life that two those two incidents they don't define you you gotta cast off whatever is in the past one thing I do I leave the past behind me and I I stretch forth I move towards the mark I move towards my high calling in Christ Jesus I got to cast off the Bible says that if you resist the devil he will flee and sometimes it's just resisting resisting and the fourth thing is you got to bless you got to bless worship team where you come once the enemy has been removed once we are emptying ourselves out of the words that have been spoken to us and the words that we have spoken, there needs to be something to fill that void. And it needs to be the blessing that comes from God. You need to fill that heart. You need to fill that mind with the scripture and with the word of truth. Speak over your life by declaring an accurate view of how God sees you. It could be all speak Life over yourself by declaring the accurate view of how God sees you. What does he say in his word? For we are God's handiwork. That's what God says about you this morning. You are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works. Which God has prepared in advance for us to do. Don't let any. Anyone... Did this go out? When, when someone comes to question you and tells you, no, you, you have to say, I am fearfully and I'm wonderfully made. I'm not perfect, but I'm fearfully and I'm wonderfully made. So as I close today, what words are being spoken over your life? And what words are you speaking that have caused heartbreak, that have caused your spirit to be hurt. This morning I cancel them in the name of Jesus. This morning we will be free. And as we close, I declare these words. I declare these truths over God, of God's word over your life. You are blessed with God's supernatural wisdom. That's right, you. And you have clear direction in your life. You are blessed with creativity. You are blessed with courage. You are blessed with ability. And you are blessed with abundance. You are blessed with strong will, with self-control and with self-discipline. You are blessed with great family, with good friends, and you're blessed with good health. You are blessed with faith. You're blessed with favor. You're blessed with fulfillment. You're blessed with success. You're blessed with supernatural strength. You're blessed with promotion, and you're blessed with divine protection. I speak this over your life today. It doesn't matter what words have been spoken over you. I speak it today. You are blessed with an obedient heart and with a positive outlook on life. I declare that any curse that has been spoken over you and any negative and any evil word that has ever come against you is broken right now in the name of Jesus I declare it and I speak it into existence I declare that you are blessed wherever you go I declare that everything you put your hands on will prosper and will succeed I I declare this today that you are too blessed to be stressed and too anointed to be disappointed I declare today that you are the head and not the tail I declare that even though your marriage has struggled you will see your greater days ahead of you I declare that even though you have struggled you will be blessed you will be blessed you will be blessed would you raise your hands right now and receive that Father right now Father right now Father right now In the name that is above every other name, in the mighty name of Jesus, God, I come against every word, every evil word, every negative word, over every word that has brought discouragement, over every word that has brought hurt. Right now, God, we reverse the curse in Jesus' name. I speak blessing over families. I speak blessings over our spiritual well-being. I speak blessings over our jobs and our careers. I speak blessing, God, over our minds. I speak blessings over our health. I speak blessings over our finances. I declare, God, that whatever the enemy has worked up to try to, to deceive us, we declare right now. Your word says, let the rich, let the poor say, I am rich. And let, God, we declare right now. Let the weak say, I am strong. We declare, God. We declare your perfect word. We declare, God, that even though we have been spoken to in a negative and evil way, right now we release all that. We declare. declare, God, that we are free from that. We We declare that we're free from generational curses and sin that have come against us in the name of Jesus. Right now, I declare, God, that your word is made true in our lives. I declare, God, your word, that what is man, that you're mindful of him, that you've made him just a little bit lower than the angels. I declare, God, for everyone that came in here discouraged, disheartened, God, with their strength levels low and their outlook in a negative manner right now i declare god that your word is going to bring that you work all things together for good for them that love you god i declare right now that there is no weapon that is formed against us that will prosper i declare right now god your word to be true in every heart in every heart in every heart Right now, we declare it. I, I just I, I invite you, however you just begin to declare, I am blessed. I, I am not cursed. I am blessed. I am highly favored. Declare God's word over your life. I am created in the image of God. I have the power in my tongue to speak life. I speak it right now. I choose to speak it over every circumstance and over every situation. Right now, I speak it in the name of Jesus. I speak it in the name of Jesus, and I come again to everything that is contrary and I declare it over your lives. Uh, right now, uh, as you begin to think of everything that you've gone through and as uh, you begin to think of everything that you're facing right now, I declare that he will make a way. I declare that he is a way maker. I declare that he will make a way where there is no way. I declare that he is a bridge over troubled waters. I declare that he is your strength and that he is your refuge. I declare that just as Jerusalem has mountains that surround it, surround it. So is God surrounding you and protecting you and covering you and seeing out and looking out for you. I declare it right now. I declare it right now. I declare it right now over you that need direction and guidance of of where to move next in your job right now. I declare that God will make a way. I declare that God will open doors that need to be open. I declare that he will close doors that need to be closed. But I declare that he will take you from glory to glory and from victory to victory. I declare that it doesn't matter what your life has looked like. To this point, today is a new day. Today is a new day, today's a new day, today's a new day, today there is hope in Jesus. I can start over, I'm in my 30s, but today's the first day of the rest of my life. I'm in my 40s, I'm in my 50s, I'm in my, wherever you are, today is the first day of the rest of your life. We thank you God. We thank you for being a God that can change the course of our lives, that can, that can redirect us, that can, that can reposition us right now in Jesus' name. I thank you for it. With every eye closed and every head bowed, I don't wanna to leave today without giving you an opportunity to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. That's the first step and change maybe you've heard of Jesus but you've never said i receive you in my heart be lord of my life with every eye closed with every head bowed i just want invite you to raise your hand right where you're at as a a declaration of your faith that's it i see you as a declaration of your faith right now i want everyone at the sound of my voice if you'll pray with me we believe in praying together you're in this together with us we are a family so pray with me dear jesus i thank you for dying for me i thank you that you loved me when i was unlovable lord i declare you lord as my life come into my life change me turn my life around I thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Could we put our hands together in this place? Come on.